Warning, this podcast contains explicit language because near-death experiences call for it. Today's story is about summer camps and about living there and about almost dying. I have been in summer camps pretty much my entire life. I started off as a camper and then I moved on to assistant counselor and then I moved on to junior counselor and then I moved on to counselor and then I moved on to administration. So needless to say, I've had a lot of experience with camps in my life and I hesitate to say that I'm really good at it, but I've earned a lot of awards, counselor of the year, counselor of the week, uh, junior counselor of the year kind of things. So I know a little bit about this stuff and what it takes to make it a good memorable experience for the campers and counselors. So this is a story about when I was a counselor and I would go that extra mile for the campers and the counselors to try to make it a more memorable experience. But I had no idea that I would almost die especially at our military camp that our camp sponsored once a year. And this camp was very well done. Military personnel from all over the world would send their kids to be with these other military kids. And the kids would talk and have fun, all while knowing they had this one main thing in common with one another. And it's tradition at this particular camp at the end of the week to host what's called the Closing Campfire. Now, I was put in charge of Closing Campfire because I was notorious for making them very large and very memorable. We had one that was almost two stories tall, and we had kids moving away from it because of how hot it was. And I'm still pretty proud of that because even at camp, the fires have to be memorable. And for Closing Campfire for Military Week, we wanted it to be red, white, or blue or even purple, because that was tied into the theme of the military camp that we were hosting. So I knew nothing about chemistry. I was pretty sciencey back then, but I didn't know anything about chemistry. So I talked to this girl, and she was another counselor there, and she's like, let's go to Walmart and get the chemicals to make it red, white, or blue. And I was like, okay, well, that sounds like fun. Let's do it. So we headed to Walmart. We got a bunch of these chemicals. I'm not going to tell you what the chemicals are because I don't want this to happen to you. But we got the chemicals needed and then we went back to the maintenance area. So the reason why we chose the maintenance area is because it's pretty secluded away from everyone. And we kind of wanted this to be a big surprise. So we're testing out the chemicals. We're mixing them into wood pulp and making sure that they burn red, white, and blue. But it's not working and we can't get any of the chemicals to come up with red, white, or blue. So Natalie had this idea to mix them all together and just to test it out and see what happened. So when we got done mixing it all, it was like this green goo and it was bubbling and it smelled horrible. And when it was finished, we set it aside and burned it with a torch and the flames were purple, which was one of the colors we were wanting to demonstrate at Closing Campfire. So we decided to make more of it and to use it for Closing Campfire on that night. And so we decided to make a bunch of it. We put it all together, all the chemicals we had together into a giant pickle jar. 
And this reaction with the chemicals caused an exothermic reaction, which means it put off a lot of heat and it starts bubbling and it turns green and it needs to be left alone to settle down so that we could pour it on the fire later without it smelling so horribly. So we put it down in this valley that was behind maintenance, kind of far away from everyone and everything, because again, it's a secret. We don't want anyone to find out. So I go back with my campers and Natalie goes back with her campers and we meet up later to look at the big pickle jar bubbling green goo that we had made. And as we're walking down to get it down in the valley, we notice like dead animals and this rotten smell. And we didn't realize yet the connection between the dead animals and the goo that we had made. And we just thought it was weird. But when we tested it, it burned purple. And that's what we wanted to do. So with the giant pickle jar full of goo working and burning purple, we went back to our campers. And my campers were doing climbing sessions. And I ended up passing out on the ground. And my co-counselor thought it was weird, but he knew that I was tired because I'd been tired all week. And so he just kind of left me there to sleep it off. And he took the campers back to get ready for whatever else we were doing next. So here I was passed out on the mulch of the climbing area. And when I woke up, I felt just so much better. And I was, I was a little woozy and I was having difficulty breathing. But I went to the nurse because anytime you pass out like that, you need to go to the nurse. Now, this nurse is an old army nurse and he has seen a lot of stuff in his day. So he has very little sympathy for basically anything. And I explained to him what we were doing and I explained to him that it was difficult for me to breathe and that I passed out. And he looked at me dead eyes and said, stop being such a giant fucking pussy. You can breathe now, go back to work and you'll be fine. So I shrug it off and I go back to work and I go back with my campers and we have dinner and we start with closing campfire. Now we had promised our boss that we had purple fire and the boss was super excited about the purple fire. So I started the fire and as soon as the campers started coming over to closing campfire, I took the green pickle jar of goo and I dumped it onto the fire and the fire changed color to purple. Just the look of wonder on every camper's face as they walked up to the fire made it worth all of the trouble we had gone through. And later on, whenever they received feedback about it, it was one of the most memorable things the campers remember was the fire being purple when they got there. So during closing campfire, Natalie shows back up and she is distraught. She's asking, where is the stuff that we created? She went to maintenance and she couldn't find it. And I explained to her that I already burned it. And if you look in the fire, you can see some of the purple flames still there. And then she brings out a torch and she lights the torch at her waist. And then she holds it to the ground by her feet and the color of the flame changed whenever she did that. And I asked her what causes that to happen. And she said, we made fucking mustard gas. 
and everything begins to click in place and me and Natalie begin talking to each other rapidly and I tell her oh my gosh this explains why I passed out and she explains that she had just gotten up from passing out and it explains the dead animals on the way to maintenance path and we're thinking to ourselves oh fuck the gas is still on the ground right now and if these kids lay down on the ground they could inhale this shit as well so we begin looking around immediately and luckily no kids were laying on the ground no one was sitting on the ground so we kept really close watch on all of the campers for the rest of the night to make sure none of them sat on the ground and made sure that the gas dissipated and that nothing was harmed because of what we did and luckily everyone went home safe nothing happened except for the dead squirrels and the dead rabbits that were just all over the place after that everyone went home safe and we told the boss and we told everyone about it afterwards and we told the nurse especially and the nurse said to me he said holy fuck if i would have known that you guys had made mustard gas y'all would have undergone treatment and i asked him what about being a pussy wasn't i just being a giant fucking pussy at the time and he's like no mustard gas is a war crime so that's not being a pussy that's being a victim so if i could boil all of this down to one catchphrase it would be don't mix random chemicals kiddos you run the risk of hurting yourself and others around you and you also run the risk of killing all the squirrels and rabbits that didn't do anything to you at all And that is the end of my story for today. And if you liked it, please hit the like and subscribe button so you can listen to more. The music today was provided by the Super Continents. My website is MidwestStoryTime.com. And until I see you next time, remember to keep looking up.